It's time to delve in a delicious cup of coffee. Hi. Hi. You're just in time for coffee. Somebody get me some coffee. Want another cup of coffee? Good to the last drop. Don't forget your coffee. And bite into some tasty conspiracies. This is Coffee and Conspiracies. Welcome to Coffee and Conspiracies, where a couple of clueless college kids review fresh brews and debate conspiracy views. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Logan Reed. I'm here joined by my fellow co-host, Riley Abla. Well, Logan, you picked out the, the bag of did. coffee today. What, what are we drinking? I believe we're drinking uh, Stumptown Coffee Roasters, uh, the Hairbender. Now, I'm not exactly sure what's in it. Uh, I just know that when Riley sent me the picture of the four coffees, that he was like, eh, choose one. And I was like, you got to like follow up the, you know, the first episode because we had a really good coffee the first episode. And then when I saw the title Hairbender, I was like, I think this is the, I think this is the way we got to go. Uh, so yeah, the Hairbender Coffee from Stumptown. The coffee that started it all, Hairbender is our most popular coffee with good reason, but it's a day maker however you brew it. So yes, it's uh, sweet, it's got citrus and dark chocolate in it. It also mentions it's supposed to have like a raisin flavor note. That is interesting. Which, to to be fully honest here, I, I've had this bag for a couple months now, okay. and I've made a cup of coffee once with it, but this was like when I first started doing pour over and I really didn't know too much of what I was doing. Right. And so I have to admit that cup I made, and I, I'm going to admit this is by user error. I'm not blaming the coffee at all, but it was Awful. it was rough. It was rough. It was rough to get down. <laughs> so but now that you've done it like the way you're supposed to, have you tried it since then? Or? I have not. Okay, so were you and I going to be on the same level of trying it the proper way it's supposed to be made? Yeah, it's going to be time. Okay, this will be interesting. It's, yeah, I was still trying to get the measurement down, and I didn't have a scale yet, and I, I do everything by weight, um, and. I may or may not have done twice the coffee grounds I needed for the cup of coffee I made. Um, So it was strong is a a kind way to put it. So I just took my first sip of Stumptown Hairbender. And I'm going to be honest, Riley's got a point. It's not so I can from my experience right now of it, it's pretty pleasant. I can kind of get the citrus note. I can see why they say the raisin, even though I'm not exactly like tasting it in my palate but I can I can kind of like we, we have a me and Riley have a kind of a running joke with a lot of our friends about like oh what's it flavored water like, uh, like sparkling water like sparkling water it's like all the fruit that they claim to be in sparkling water was like made next to the actual sparkling water so there's just that like spirit or hint of actual like fruit flavor <laughs> like in the sparkling water the flavor's not there but there's a belief that it exactly is. right <laughs> I, I say this is a little bit more than a belief but I can I kind of get the same vibe about the raisin but like it's still good. Like it's strong though. Like I can definitely like see and taste the like the strong effect of this coffee. I'm just gonna be 100 percent honest. Just on the initial taste, that is. In its strength, like so. So the first time I had it, I think the biggest problem I had with messing it up is it was super bitter. Like I I, I had I didn't even finish the cup. And I can I can see why because the the the, the little uh, little bitter note at the end isn't. It's, it's, it's still pleasant. Like I've had really, really bitter coffee before. It's like, I've taken like three sips and tossed it and I wasted like $12 and I was really upset. But like, this is like the bitterness isn't overpowering. Like I might still add a little bit of sugar and creamer just to like cut it just a little bit more. Cause I like, again, I like my coffee sweet, but that's just how I am. But it's not bad. Like if I had to drink this straight, I, I would, I, I would be able to do it. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too far off. I actually can appreciate it now that I've, I've had it made right. <laughs> had it made properly. Um, and not absolutely <laughs> atrocious, but like, so it's not to get into too much of, of the small talk here. Right. Um, but you mentioned like liking your coffee sweet. 
Um, and when I first started drinking coffee, I would get like an iced coffee and I'd get caramel and mocha and cream right, right, and like right. way too much sugar. And like, I mean, I, I enjoyed it at the time and I'm not dissing on anybody who likes to put sugar and creamer and no, flavoring in their all. coffee. Cause like if you, if you like it that way, I, I will say that you can drink it. <laughs> no, like I said, and I will say though, that despite the fact that that is how I appreciate my coffee, I can even say that there is a limit. Like there is. There is a, like I did it the other day. Oh, what did, what did I, how did I do it? The, the other day I was over at a friend of ours, house, a mutual friend of our Nate's house and they made some coffee or at least their friend Chris made some coffee. And I was like, Ooh, I'd love some coffee right now. That sounds really good. But unfortunately I took the sweet creamer they had out of the fridge and I poured it and I poured too much. So the coffee that I drank was really watered down and it was, I, I took like two sips. I tried like using water to cut it as well. That made it worse. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I was really sad. So I went back and drank like whatever I had, I was like water or something, but I was, I was really sad because I really messed up the coffee and I was really looking forward to that experience. But I can even say like, there is a limit to the, how much you should put, like you can go ham, but like, don't go too ham. If that makes sense. Yeah. I've been drinking just black coffee for a hot minute. Uh, I think with just recently, I went to uh, a, a nearby coffee place that I had a free coffee at. And I was like, hey, you know, like I got a free coffee and I could like, I, I, I felt like I was going to waste it if I just got a, a cup of black coffee. Right. You, can, you can get that, but you can also get like a bunch of flavor. Especially because it's stuff. free. Like, and it's still free. And yeah. so I was like, all right, you know what? Like I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get what I was like close to what I used to get. And so I got a iced latte and I got it with mocha and hazelnut trying Ooh, to make like a Nutella latte. That sounds good. And I was like, you know what? I like, I just want to see. And so I got like sugar added too. <laughs> um, that was probably where you messed up. Well, yeah, I, that's just, it's what I used to drink. And I was right. like, I'll oh, give oh, it a try. And I, I took a sip and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> just, it went straight to the cyst. Like, I, I felt like my blood immediately like, thickened <laughs> in my veins. I was like, oh, <laughs> which again, not to diss on anyone who likes it that way. It's just like, now that I've been drinking like black coffee, it was just the amount of sugar. You can taste it. Like you yeah. can feel the effect. It's a big change. It, it it's is. like, it's like not, dr- it's like if you drink a lot of soda and then you mm. take a break from soda for a and while soda and come back and drink like a Coke. Because I've, I've done that before, too. And, I mean, it just, it hits you. It's there like, it I didn't realize how sweet this was. I right. mean, then you finish the cup and you forget about it. Uh, so it's, but no, I, I went and got that and I was just like, wow. Uh, and that I think that was the longest a cup of coffee has lasted me over a day. <laughs> Which is completely understandable because that's like, that feeds into like, um, kind of speaking about psychology for a second. I feel like this will be our last point and then we'll get into the, the conspiracy because we, I think we need to get into that. <laughs> Which is totally fun, but kind of to talk about a psychological effect for a second. Like, you, you know, because you're a psychology major and I've at least taken an intro to psych so we can at least speak about this it, relatively simply, which is the, the forming habits. It's like, what, 40 days to break a habit, 40 days to form a habit or something like that, according to some psychological studies or something along those lines. Oh, and, man. There's, there's some sort of average, but... Right, there's like, there's like but there's a, after a certain amount of time, if you do something enough, it'll either form a habit or if you stop doing it, it'll break the habit. Well, I think like on a psychological level, you develop the habit of drinking with like the sweetener and like the extra flavor. And when you stop doing that, you broke that habit and developed the habit of just drinking black coffee. So as soon as like you went back to that old habit, something you haven't done in a while, it just immediately like just immediately your brain went, wow. That is a lot of sugar because you were able to like drink coffee the way it was meant to be drank. Not to like, again, not to diss on people who do add stuff to their coffee because that's what I do. But I'm saying like traditionally most people just drink coffee straight. They don't add anything to it. And it just, I guess, I guess like that we call it like the base level almost. Like if you add anything to it, that's like, like either elevating it or not just depending on your point of view. But like black coffee is just like the base level of anything. So like it just kind of 
just it's kind of all relative is where I was going with that point. Yeah, I mean, well, and like with coffee, I, I really I feel like it's it's almost like a foundation. You know, like if the, if the foundation is all you want, you can spend a little bit more on the beans you're getting on or on where you're getting your coffee with right. no mix-ins, and so you can get those flavor notes that you're looking for. But if you don't necessarily like the bitterness of a coffee, or you like the coffee but you don't like it just by itself, like it is, it's a great thing to build on. You know, you add, you can add your cream or your sugar, your flavors, and get something you like. Hundred percent. All right, so do you mind if I introduce this week's uh, conspiracy theory? I, I would absolutely love it. Uh, this week's conspiracy, we're actually doing a more popular conspiracy theory, I guess you could call it. I was like, it's just for, I think that's a good step for the second episode, you know, like kind of delve into like the real like culture behind conspiracy theories. And we are doing Paul is dead. Now, for those of you that don't know what this conspiracy is about, there is a conspiracy theory, one of like the top 10 conspiracy theories of all time, that Paul McCartney the famous Beatle, Sir Paul McCartney, uh, also founder of the band The Wings, actually died around ni- the late 1960s, and the Beatles, the rest of the, the rest of the Beatles, John, uh, George, and Ringo, replaced him with an exact lookalike that sounded like him too, and that's and that's how it was. Ever, and they just covered it up. They never actually said Paul was dead, and he, he, that's and that's who is alive today is that imposter of Paul McCartney. This is actually not a conspiracy that I was aware of. And, and like, I love music. I listen to music all the time. I right. love the Beatles. But I haven't heard about this conspiracy until um, I was looking through some of the topics and ideas. And I brought a few of them to Logan. And he was like, hey, like, this one with the with the Beatles is really uh, is a really cool one that I like. And I was like, okay, well, like, you're going to have to <laughs> inform me on, on some of this so we can have this conversation. Because um, I didn't know about it. Um, but... I did a little bit of looking, and it's pretty wild. It is. Um, it is insane. But yeah, no, like as Logan said, we felt it was pretty fitting to do like an actual, uh, an actual right conspiracy, because uh, our first episode we did more of a hypothetical. Um, and sort of the reason we did that as the first one is uh, it was the idea that I, I had pitched originally to be right. able to do the podcast. We were like, you know what? Let's kick it off on this. Like this is mm-hmm. it's a cool idea. We wanted to be able to just. Uh, which is why I think we gave it the label out. of like coffee and conspiracies because we're not always going to be talking about conspiracies. We're going to be talking, well, and even then the hypotheticals that we do talk about could be considered a conspiracy theory because it's theoretically, uh, the whole point of a conspiracy is that there's a bunch of people, I'm going to use the word in the definition, conspiring together to make sure that a certain piece of information doesn't like see the light of day. I guess it's a, a good way to describe it. And so let's say like in that hypothetical from last week, that DNA, those alien parasites, they are the ones conspiring together to make sure that we don't know that they actually like you see where I'm going. With, like the hypotheticals can be conspiracies, but not all conspiracies are hypothetical. All right, like that, that's kind of where we're going with this, which is why we labeled it what we did. And I think that's a good way to like navigate like between we're going to be talking about a hypothetical this week, or we're going to be talking about a conspiracy this week, and just kind of go back and forth on that. Yeah, and this week we're talking about this wonderful conspiracy that. Paul McCartney is dead. Um, <laughs> and go ahead and take the lead. So I first got to mention, uh, I got to apologize to my grandmother, who is like the biggest <laughs> Beatles, fa- Beatles fan that I know, because I've brought this up to her before. I'm like, Grandma, did you ever hear about this? My grandma's a little wacky. I love my grandma, but she's a little wacky sometimes. I'm like, Grandma, you ever hear about this? She goes, no. I was like, okay, here's the, here's the basis of the theory. Paul McCartney, the famed Beatle, uh, basically the, the, the other half of the dynamic duo that was John and Paul, died, mysteriously died. Uh, between the years 1967 and about 1969, right? The Beatles recognized the fact that as the f- as the whole of the four, they couldn't just be three anymore. So they they realized that they needed to replace Paul. Uh, so they found someone who not only looked like him, but somewhat sounded, or could at least make his voice sound like Paul McCartney. 
and they replaced him, covered it up, and that is the guy who's still alive today. The same guy who founded the Wings, the same guy who got knighted by uh, the Queen, the same guy who did a, a song with um, Kanye West and Rihanna. I forget that song exists a lot of the time, and I'm glad I do because I really don't like that song. <laughs> but the point, but like, again, it's the same guy, but this is, he, he's not the real part. Paul McCartney is basically the whole premise of this theory. I told this to my grandma one time. She goes, that's insane. Like that, no, like Paul is Paul. Like that's, that's Paul McCartney. There's no way. So my grandma's a non-believer, which is totally okay. Like, cause the, cause the evidence behind this theory is the really intriguing part for me. In every conspiracy theory, the evidence is always like the most debated about and intriguing part, right? So the basic points of evidence that I can remember currently because it's been a while since I've studied this theory, because I, I learned about this theory like years and years ago. The couple pieces of evidence that I can remember is that is two things pop into my head, which is there is a Beatles record that they came out with shortly after around the time that Paul supposedly, quote unquote, died. And on that record, there are all four of them are on the record, except three of them, you know, John, Ringo and George are all wearing white or it's either white or black. And Paul is wearing a, the opposite color. So I think they're all wearing white and Paul was wearing black as in like he was a shadow. So that was the Beatles' subliminal way to tell everyone Paul was dead. Not only that, but have you ever heard like people like taking records and reversing them, playing them backwards to hear like demonic messages or things like that? Oh, yeah. Right? Well, people did that with this record of from the Beatles, and not just this one, but a couple other ones as well. And it basically they pieced together based off reversing it backwards that John was, t- John, uh, uh, oh, frick, what's his last name? It's, um... I forget his last name. He's like one of the most famous people. John Lennon. There we go. Pete basically over like re-recorded over them backwards, basically saying, explaining Paul was dead like that. And those exact words, Paul is dead were said supposedly on a record that was played backwards. So that is like the two, like I guess tent posts or signposts of evidence that support the whole Paul is dead theory. What, what Riley, based off what I just explained to you, what are your initial thoughts? Playing the records in reverse really got me because um, I've, I've heard a lot about, uh, people who would do that and and like boycott bands and artists and stuff because right. they'd play them backwards and uh, and be like oh like this is a demonic message like possession and all this but the fact that like this spawned from playing it in reverse and hearing Paul is dead since you know a little bit more about that like how was it on every record or was it like they found one record that they could hear it on or like like do you know so actually I pulled up an article. Uh, that I have on my phone right now uh, from the Rolling Stone that did a story about this entire conspiracy theory. Russ Gibb, a Detroit DJ, um, actually, he's the one who accidentally started this whole thing. Uh, on his show at WKNR, he got a mysterious caller who told him to take the Beatles' White Album, again, the one that I just described that was used to you know prove this theory, and spin the number nine, number nine intro from Revolution 9 backwards. When Gibb tried it on the air, he heard the words, Turn me on, dead man. The clues kept coming, and at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever, John says, I buried Paul. So, like, some of those are some of the specific examples of why people believe that Paul McCartney is actually dead. That's wild. So, like, okay, so I'm I'm assuming you've listened to music or, like, stuff like that backwards. Uh, Yes and no. I've never, like, done it myself. I've never sat down, played a song, and then found a way to reverse it and listen to it that way. I have heard songs, however by famous artists that have intentionally put backwards tracks or parts of the song backwards into the song. The two examples that I can think of are like Rocket by Def Leppard, the beginning. Oh, there's two different versions of that song. One's like the radio release version. The one's the album version. The album version, 
at the beginning, the what they're saying is the part of the lyrics later in the song reversed and put in as the intro. Right. So, so you've heard like how uh, so weird it is. It's very weird. The other one I would have heard was um this song called "Fire on High" by Electric Light Orchestra. One of the like greatest rock songs I've ever heard in my life. It's completely instrumental. There's like no singing in it whatsoever. Except they took they the whoever was singing like said something reversed it and put that on as the intro. So I've heard it before. So I know how it sounds. Yeah. So like, I guess my, my first question that I wonder when talking about this conspiracy is if it was something really wacky that lined up to sound like that, or, or if it was really just like they recorded it and you can just hear him clear as day go, I buried Paul. Right. Right. So like that, that would be my first question. See, and that's like, how clear was it? See, and that's the thing you got to think is that this, this hoax started or this, this theory started back in, uh, what was it? It was back in October 12th, 1969. So you got to think about the technology at the time. You got to think about, you know, specifically like the capability of playing clear music and clear sound from like a record player through a sonograph or a mega or a sonophone or the, the you know the you know the big thing I'm talking about right oh yeah, crap, yeah I, I just spilled coffee on myself I knew it was gonna happen <laughs> it happens eventually <laughs> no I know what you're talking about I mean so yeah but you got to think about like the clarity from the needle to the record to the like magnetic impulse that goes through the needle into the you know machine that produces the sound right so from what I know sonophones are not super clear because again it's like it's very rustic technology so what I would think is that if he was able to report Paul is dead or I buried Paul and uh, turn me on dead man, that was that was the first one that he heard, which led to the, all the other clues. And um, I have to th- I would have to think that given the technology and like how that sounds, it had to have been clear. It had to have been clear. Like it had to have been like purposely recorded on the backwards part of that record. Like, it, there's no other way that you could have heard that. I, 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 like, I get what you're saying. Like, there's a way that, like, the weird sound could, like, meld together and make that. Like, I definitely see that. I oh, just, yeah. I find that very hard to believe. Yeah, no, like, I guess the thing I was thinking of, and, and again, not to get into a whole nother topic, and, and not to diss on anyone, I'm not even going to say what I think on the matter, but, like, um, have, like you seen, like, have you seen how, like, Ghost Hunters... Yeah. Uh, they'll use that, that thing the EMF. called the spirit box, I think it is, uh, where it scans the radio you know, the, 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 It's an EMF reader. Yeah, okay. Electromag- like electromagnetic it, field reader, that's what it is. Because I know there's like the one that, okay, whichever one, it, it like skips through radio signals like super mm-hmm. fast. So you hear a lot of static and every once in a while you'll get sound. Um, and the general idea behind it is like if you hear a word that's said over more than one like static frequency, mm-hmm. then it clearly isn't just like a single, like it isn't one radio signal from a, from a radio station or something that you're picking up on it has to be something like manipulating it right, and i'm not going to say what i believe on it some people think it's all just like coincidence or you're just hearing because you're listening for something you're gonna hear when something. noises come out you like you you have that natural phenomenon see, of your brain going that's words and putting together see right? that what's kind of funny about that concept just to like kind of put a blanket statement over what you just discussed because that's actually a, a very common phenomenon like the courtroom that kind of feeds into the whole idea that eyewitness testimony is highly unreliable because our brains will make memories or make assumptions that we can't not believe. Like we, like our brains will trick us into thinking we actually saw something when we actually didn't or actually yeah. heard something when we actually didn't. Actually, I actually studied it uh, pretty intensely in one of my classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my professor was, he was a, he, he's a forensic psychologist for this class. And it's like, this is part of like what he does. Right. And it was really cool. Like he, he talked to us about it and uh, there was, they, they did a study specifically where they had two groups of participants 
watch a car accident at the exact same speed, the exact same cars, like it was a controlled environment, but these two groups watched a car accident. Um, and then they, uh, each group was separated and asked questions privately. One group was asked, how fast was the car going when it bumped into the other car? And the other group w- was asked, how fast was the car going when it smashed into the other car? And there was like an average 20 mile per hour difference between the group who was asked uh, how fast it was when it bumped, who said it was going slower, versus when it smashed, who said it was going like faster. So it was... Um, it was a cool way of seeing like how even just the subtle way that you ask a question can influence someone's memory. Right. And and it wasn't like they waited a month either. This was like, 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 like they pulled like them aside like, like two a, minutes after. It. Yeah. And so it, it's crazy to see like stuff like that. So, yeah. But to, to get back to my original point, you know, you've got this thing where um, if they listen to it backwards and it's not just actually recorded and it's just sound that sounds like it is, mm-hmm. it could just be that it really could that it stuff lined up and it was a crazy coincidence. I'm just saying like, I'm just saying like based off of just my knowledge and I've, I've, cause I've, I've listened to a record play before. Like that sound quality is decent at best. Like it's mid at best. Right. So like, again, I would, ha- I would think it'd have to be clear enough. Cause I, I wouldn't trust my, like I, if I was the DJ in that stance, I wouldn't have trusted myself enough to be able to be like, yeah, this is exactly what I heard. Unless I like heard it clearly. Okay. Clearly. I actually have the two recordings. Or do you? you? Wanna, if you want to, oh, I would to love them. to. So, what we just possibly heard is the first piece of evidence everyone always points to, which is "Turn me on, dead man." It's I I can hear it, so but it's, it's that exact thing I was talking. About. No, this is hundred percent. That's exact. so kind of Riley and I agree. We can see why people would hear the words "Turn me on, dead man." But I think part of the like what you were saying to your point earlier is that the fact that I've already read those words. Like, I know how those words sound because I've said them. So hearing that in my ear is a lot easier than not hearing them, if that makes sense. Right. So, like, there could be a problem. Now, here's the thing. To be honest, I completely forgot that we had said turn me on, dead man, is what it was. (laughs) So I was, like, listening, trying to hear I buried Paul or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's what I was looking for. And I I didn't, like, I couldn't correlate. It didn't sound like words to me until you were like, yeah, I can hear turn me on, dead man. And the second, like, you said that, I was like, that is what it sounds like. My my thought on it, listening to that, and if you listen to it, it, it's the, the number nine, the way he says it at least to me, feels a little weird. And maybe it's just because we're talking about this conspiracy, maybe, and so it's like we're primed and like, for it. Yeah, like we're like a little... And like a little weird. Yeah, no, and I, can, I definitely agree with that. Maybe, and to kind of like explain further what Riley's saying, is like, I think, I think Riley's saying, and I'm kind of thinking the song on the same lines, is that we're, we're a little lost in the sauce. Not like lost in the sauce, but we're, we're enough in the sauce that we're thinking that we are hearing things, possibly, or, or understanding why the way he said number nine is a little weird. I feel like you and I are on the same page about that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm right there with you. So actually, before we get, do you have the other audio file? As I, well? I do. Okay, actually. so before we get into that, I want to explain a little bit further because I did more research on this article that I'm reading, and there's way more to this than I originally thought. So I'm going to explain the rest of this. So according yeah, to this, okay, go ahead. According to this Rolling Stone article, it meant the Beatles were hiding a secret. Paul McCartney got killed in a car crash back in 1966, and the band replaced him with an imposter. But the story goes a little something like this: Paul died on November 9th, 1966. He drove away from Abbey Road late the night before a a stupid Bloody Tuesday, which is, I'm assuming, a reference to a Beatles song, um, then blew his mind out in a car. So he shot himself. That's the the rumor, is that Paul McCartney killed himself. He was officially pronounced dead, or OPD, on Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock, which is why George points to that line on the Sergeant Pepper's sleeve, while Paul wears an OPD patch. 
but the other Beatles, Beatles decided to hush up the news so Wednesday morning papers didn't come. Somehow they kept Paul's death a secret, replaced them with a lookalike, then dropped sly hints about the cover-up scam. The imposter wrote, Hey Jude and Blackbird, which means he's the guy who probably should have had Paul's job in the first place. <laughs> oh, that's kind of messed up. But like, so I, I never actually knew about that piece of uh, piece of quote-unquote evidence which is to explain again what it was basically according to the the rumor or the story right the context of the story that I already told is that Paul killed himself was in an accident whatever right and he's officially pronounced dead is, ah, okay. it was, was that what that stands for well and there are some differences in the research you and I did because the like the research I did didn't mention anything about what what you had said it all it said is that um, people believed he'd been killed in a traffic accident while driving along the M1 mm-hmm. motorway the evidence is really like. I, I say evidence. The quote-unquote evidence is primarily just uh, reversed records. Like, like that's what yeah. I Basically, and then there's a couple, apparently there's a couple other things too. So like uh, reading a little bit further, there's like, you ever heard like, you ever like seen a movie or heard of an instance where people think uh, someone was switched as an imposter just based off the different types of behavior they have? Like the the mm-hmm. one that's like, I don't know, have you ever seen the, the G.I. Joe movies that came out? Any of them? I, I sure okay. Have. Basically, long story short, you do you at least know what GI Joe is, like the, yeah. the toys and all that, right? So they made uh, they made movies based off the Hasbro toys, uh, starring the second one was called GI Joe Retaliation, and starred The Rock and um, a bunch of other uh, characters. I know Bruce Willis was in it. It was actually a pretty decent movie. In that movie, though, the president of the United States was replaced by someone who was in Cobra, and that someone was. Uh, you know what? I have seen this. Yes, it was Zartan. I, but it was like it wasn't it like the way he had his. It was fingers the way he had the way he had his hands folded and the yeah. way he gestured was certain ways and then certain I think they also mentioned like certain speech patterns as well I remember like this whole big thing that I, I really didn't believe at the time watching it I was like oh like this is kind of dumb and like now that I've done some studying in psychology I'm like okay well I can kind of see it now it was like beforehand he always had his right thumb over, over his, his left, left thumb and then the other one and then suddenly like he had his uh, left, left thumb, thumb over his right thumb right. And, and then, then I think like, the other was... thing they pointed out too was like he the way he like which ear he grabbed uh, like he grabbed the used to grab the right ear then he started grabbing like the left ear or something like that yeah. Yeah, because it was something about like he whatever he watched to try to imitate it like was mm-hmm. mirrored or something. something like that. It was it was it was like very subtle, very subtle hints that like it took like hours of noticing. But the point is, is that that's actually a part of the evidence, or at least somewhat part of it as well. I like to uh, point out the fact that. Uh, all of the Beatles, including Paul himself, like disclaimed that like the attorney like stepped in, like everyone was calling this DJ and was like, this is stupid. Like this is like, the stupidest rumor <laughs> I've ever heard. Like apparently Paul, uh, John actually did that. Where I'm going with this is that a small couple other pieces of the evidence is something along those lines, which is, uh, so all about, uh, fans began whispering about all the clues on the just released Abbey Road album. Look at the cover. Paul's barefoot, out of step with the others, holding a cigarette in his right hand. The real Paul was a lefty. The Volkswagen with the 28IF uh, license plate, that's how Paul would have been if he were still alive. Paul was 27, supposedly, when he died. Mm. No theory was too ridiculous to get taken seriously. Uh, and yeah, just fans eagerly believed walrus is Greek for corpse. It isn't. It's Scandinavian. Uh, or that goo 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 jube or goo 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 jube is what Humpty Dumpty says in James Joyce's Finnegan's Wake before his fatal fall off the wall. No, that's not true either. Yeah, just there's just a bunch of, like, there's like multiple, like, sub theories that popped up to support like the main part of this theory that anything was like believed at the time. 
A lot of that's been dip, disproved since then. But I was mostly, mostly focused on, on the whole, like, the fact that the real Paul McCartney was right-handed or left-handed. Uh, he was out of step. Because, like, the, one of the most famous Beatle album covers ever is the four of them walking along the road, and they're all in step with each other. So the fact that, A, Paul's barefoot, which is a, usually a sign of someone dead because, you know, you don't need shoes when you're buried. Um, just, you know, just as a quick fun fact. And then like the fact that again, here's just, just, just those little subtle differences or like some of the other pieces of like quote unquote evidence that they use. That's interesting. Okay. So yeah. a, a couple of things here. One, we have this audio clip and I'd love to listen to it and give like, let's give like max like 30 seconds of our thoughts on each. And Correct. then I, I have an idea. I, I've been thinking about it and I think it would be fun to do okay. with us two. And then it, on guest episodes, maybe we could do it. It might be a little tricky, but at least with us two. Um, but so, so we're going to listen to this. We're going to give like 30 seconds of thoughts and then we're going to try this out. So I'll be honest. I just got chills. Did you hear it? I have one okay. problem with that though. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna let you go first. I've been talking a lot. Okay, this okay. episode. So uh, 30 seconds of thoughts. That one, uh, at least from what it sounds like to me, does not sound like the pre like the previous one. Could, it could just be coincidence. It was pretty hard to tell unless you were like listening for it. Mm-hmm. This one was honestly a lot more clear. Like it actually sounded like somebody got a little far away from the mic and went, "I buried Paul." And that's my thoughts on it. It's a little more convincing. It, it, I'm, I'm going to agree with you 100% because like you said earlier, that other one, again, if you're not looking for it or if you've already like read those words, you're going to hear it. Like if you've ever been on like TikTok or Instagram before and you see those videos that are like, whichever one you read is the one you're going to hear. Like that's that same exercise. And and from what I, from what I've gathered from that, and if you're not looking at anyone, that's the one you're going to truly hear. It's, it's a whole separate thing. But the point is that if you're not looking for it, you won't hear it. This one, however, I agree with you 100%. I heard that so much clearer like you played it the first time and I sat there and went oh no like I got immediately got chills and I went oh crap however I I have a little bit of a problem with who people say it was Mm -hmm. there's no way that's John there's no way that voice is not John Lennon's there's just that's not that can't be John Lennon like that has to be somebody else or that has to be something they like I don't know what, like, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss here. What are you thinking? Like, I'm okay. I, I, I'll say I listen to Beatles music a lot. I don't Same. think I know enough about them to say whose voice that was or not. Um, but moving, moving on to this idea I had, right. Okay. So what we're going to do is we are going to debate or argue or whatever you want to call it. I'll, I'll give a little bit, uh, here. I don't usually like debates too much because mm-hmm. I feel like unless there's a mutual understanding of like respect and people are willing to set aside their differences, it usually just ends with two people being mad at each other and more ingrained in their thoughts. hundred percent. Which is why what we're going to do is we're going to flip a coin Ooh. to see who's arguing which side. Okay. I like, and we're going to debate it for a few minutes as if we believe it. Like, to no end. Now, this doesn't mean we actually believe, believe whichever it. side we get. <laughs> I've done but, this before. Okay, so which side is heads? Let's assign heads as, usually people associate heads with positive feelings, so let's go with um, heads is, it's not real. Okay. And tails so, is, it's real. So when I flip this, you have to argue whichever point. Heads. Paul McCartney is alive. There's no way any of this is actually true. Why? Uh, for one very particular reason, and that is the amount of drugs that the Beatles did <laughs> during their time as record as the Beatles. Have you ever listened to Sgt. Pepper's? Like the entirety of that album was just like one drug infused weekend or multiple weekends or even a week. So, so you admit that, that you, so you're saying like the Beatles did a lot of drugs, right? They did. Oh, hundred percent. So it wouldn't be unreasonable for Paul to have over served himself well, and, and then driven and, and gotten not, an accident. And you would not be, you would not be wrong. However, <laughs> all I'm saying is that the mere coincidence that, Paul is holding the cigarette with the wrong hand or he happened to be barefoot during like 
the the, al- the album cover or he was wearing an OPD patch on his like that's not something that we would do like we as like college kids would be stupid enough to be like oh I'm gonna wear an OPD patch on my sleeve because I think it's funny or whatever right or like intentionally switch it up just because we're trying to feel different or but, hear me out hear me out right okay so the Beatles have the Beatles have done a lot of album covers and if you look at them like they usually seem like they have at least some sort of meaning towards the songs that they're putting out right. Uh, now, I think that Paul McCartney's dead, and I think they were just going to completely cover it up, but out of respect for their friends and companion in this band, I think they wanted at least, they, they, I think they wanted people to at least have a hint. So I, I think that's why they did the barefoot. That's why they did the wrong hand cigarette and the OPD thing, and that's why they that's why they put that track that you said gave you chills. They couldn't deal with the guilt of pretty much like dishonoring him by not saying that he died, by and, covering up his death and so they put little breadcrumbs so people could people could think it and then it blew up it did and it I really think they did were like, blow up oh crap we got to do damage control and cover and like cover this up mm-hmm. the rest of the way which is why John and I see your point I really do see your point like if I if I hadn't if I could if I had didn't have to argue for Paul is still alive then I would have been like yeah no that makes complete absolute sense but and it still does but the fact of the matter is that this is the real world like I'm not saying crazy things haven't happened I'm not saying that there haven't been cover-ups like the government is the government but like that's a whole separate topic like if we ever talk about the Illuminati then we're definitely going to talk about that <laughs> but what I'm saying is that like this is the real world like something like that just doesn't happen like if someone dies someone dies it's as simple as that. Like we've been seeing that a whole lot more lately too. Like, and maybe because maybe it's just because we have more developed media now, or or just more developed technology now. But like, it's it's a lot easier for someone to be like have a death hoax and still be alive than a uh, a live hoax and actually be dead. If that makes sense. Like, unless okay, some people are just really good at it. I mean, because you're saying like we don't we don't see that ever. But what if we don't see it ever because it actually works? Uh, and because we're running towards the end of time, I'm going to go crazy here. Oh, God. It's not just a lookalike. They got a shapeshifter alien from outer space. <laughs> and they wanted to pick someone that looked like he had extreme influence. And they found someone that was heard by millions, loved by millions. So the aliens took him out in a car accident. And then replaced him. And replaced Paul McCartney as one of them. And then they realized that he wasn't really somebody that could conquer so- the world. I get even though let's be honest here. If Paul McCartney wanted to conquer the world, he could. He could. He really could. Just release the right song. Yeah, I uh, mean, we love Paul McCartney. Honestly, like I mean, like uh, maybe. Ooh, quick, really weird side tangent. Maybe that's why John Lennon was killed because John was taking over the world. Maybe they replaced the entire entirety of the Beatles. All of the Beatles are dead, and that's what our point is. That our point we're gonna end on. <laughs> I want to. I gotta say at least one thing. So I can't really argue against the whole alien thing, just because like it's aliens. Like anything's possible if aliens are in the equation. Let's just be real. My point would be kind of before that would be like it's easier to fake a death than it is keep someone alive. It's easier to fake a death than fake a life. Correct. And by my example for that would be. There's always that theory that Elvis is still alive. Tupac is still alive. Like, there's multiple celebrities. Everyone's like, nah, he's still alive. There's no way he's dead, right? But what I'm saying is it's more believable to fake a death and still be alive and just be, like, off on an island somewhere than to actually die and for someone to be like, no, he's still alive. Like, I think it's harder to fake a life than a death. Okay. Okay. And then that, that would be, like, my final point against, like, why Paul is still alive because there's... I don't care who you are. I don't care how much influence you have. It is just hard to pull off someone actually being alive. There's too, there's too many, at least nowadays, there's too many accountability like checks 
to keep someone like that would keep someone alive, like taxes or mm-hmm. the census or voting or especially if you're a celebrity, public appearances. Oh, yeah. Like th- there's just, there's just no way. Now with the final point, it's <laughs> just that's hilarious. I mean, it's plausible. Like like the so like because what's funny about that is is like everyone has their favorite Beatle and it's not Ringo. Like it's as simple <laughs> as that. Everyone either loves Paul, loves George, loves John. I've met very few people that actually love Ringo Starr. So what I'm think what I'm thinking is is that somehow the aliens got factored into this, right? Maybe it was the government. Maybe it was the lizard people. All right. So uh, let, let's just so we're concluding the the debate. Dude, like, yeah. The point we're going to agree upon is maybe the Beatles got all all got replaced by aliens, all aliens. but like because Ringo's Ringo, uh, that unfortunate alien um, could no longer be popular because it's Ringo Starr, <laughs> right? But what I'm saying is like, isn't it? Wasn't it? Um, John Lennon was killed by a fan. At a concert, right? I actually he was he. I'm pretty sure because two of them are dead, like actually dead. Yeah, well, three of them are because Paul McCartney's dead. Shut up. (laughs) But like, well, and again, I go back to if that's the case, then again, the guy who just got Ringo got screwed because Ringo's Ringo. Ringo's a little weird. Like, I can't like. Have you ever heard any of the songs that Ringo actually wrote? I haven't. They're a little like if you go back and like look for the Beatles songs that Ringo actually wrote, they're a lot weirder than any of the other ones that the other three wrote. There's a reason Ringo played the drums. Okay. Um, (laughs) but what I'm saying is that like. The two that are, like, realistically dead, George and John. I'm pretty sure John was the one that was assassinated, and George just died? I, I don't know. One of them was assassinated. I can't remember if it was George or John. But the point is that maybe that fan who assassinated the Beatle figured out they were aliens. It was like, death to aliens, scum, oh or something gosh. like that, and assassinated them. I don't know. I think it was John. I think John was the one that was assassinated. But the point is that John could have taken over the world. You know that song, Imagine? Mm-hmm. I love that song. Oh, it's a wonderful But that song, song could unite the world, and John oh, yeah. almost did it, but he was assassinated. So before Oh my god, we- how does Yoko factor into this? <laughs> All right. Before we go down that rabbit hole and talk about aliens for the next three hours, uh let's should should we end off and give our personal, like no heads or tails debate or anything, just from what we talked about, right. our personal thoughts I think so. on the conspiracy. I think so. And and I'm talking like fifteen seconds. The most important thing is like the answer to the question, is Paul McCartney dead? Do you want to go first or do you want to end off since you introduced the topic? Uh I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. I'll let you go last. Um, or let you go next. Um, genuinely, I can see why this theory is plausible. Like, I, I, I don't firmly believe in it, but it's one of those things that was like, as a conspiracy theory, you don't know if they're actually true or not, but like, if it were to turn out to be true, this would be one of those things that wouldn't really change anything for me. I'd be like, oh, okay, so the Beatles just had that much power. That's like finding out like uh, something happened and you're like, okay, that doesn't really affect me that much, but cool I guess like that that's that, that's how what this theory is from like it's a cool theory to think about but like oh, yeah. if, if it were actually true I don't really feel like it would change much and that's, so, that's kind of like my final opinion on it so you're saying you don't really believe it but if it was true it's like oh okay if it was true I would be more okay for me to actually believe in it if okay. it was true but it's I don't know if it is so I'm gonna be like again it's a cool thing to think about mm-hmm. but I'm I just don't know how plausible it is that's that's kind of like I can see it being plausible but I just personally can't see it that way and so if it was true okay yeah, like okay. cool like, good to know. That's well, That's how I feel about it. I think, personally, I could probably summarize my thoughts real quick on it. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go with, I, I believe Paul McCartney is still alive. Okay. And, like, it, it, again, it's fun to talk about. I played some of the devil's advocate here and there. But uh, I got to say, I think, like, the most important thing that we said here uh, that really, like, is my big point of evidence mm-hmm. is it's really hard to fake being alive when you're dead, especially if everybody has their eyes on you. Especially. If everybody's watching you and everybody's listening to you, that's that's tough. A hundred percent. So I'm going to say, and 
this is just personal opinion. I think Paul McCartney's alive. I don't believe the conspiracy. And that's I think, 100% okay. I think it was either a really fun coincidence or the Beatles were like, hey, Check this out. See what happens. See, that's what I'm saying. Like the whole. That's why I went back to the whole like dr- like drug fueled weekend. Is like I'm pretty sure one of them was like, "Huh, this would be funny if we like recorded this over the back like the backwards of it." I mean, and then it, it realized it until after the fact, and then it started this whole conspiracy, which is why John Lennon called the radio station. Like, this is the stupidest rumor I've ever heard. May- maybe Click. I'm crazy, Crap. but if I was in a popular band like that, I'd do that if I was so because I think it was funny. Exactly. Right, it's, it's like one of those hidden gems that like you give to audiences. But like I think again, going back to the time this happened, which was the beginning of the seventies, which we yeah. all know what happened in the seventies. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure someone fan was just like, "Oh my gosh, Paul's dead! I gotta tell somebody." <laughs> so now that we've summarized up some of our thoughts on it, uh, let's go back to the format since I go back to the kind coffee. of abandoned it a little bit, just a little bit. Um, what do you think of the coffee? So it's good. Uh, this probably wouldn't be my first choice if I were like go out and like buy this. It wouldn't be my first choice. Um, it, but it's it's definitely good enough. I think if I, if I wanted to add more, I'd add more, a little bit more sugar to it just to give that little the sweetness over the bitterness. But I can definitely taste the citrus. I can definitely taste the uh, the dark chocolate to it. I definitely got that oh, yeah. flavor note. Like I said, the raisin. I can see why people say it's or why it's like assumed to be there. But I'm not really like, and I love raisin. I don't hate raisin. But I'm just not really, I'm just not really feeling it, you know. So if I were to give this like a rating out of ten, I give this like about mm, a seven. Okay, like, this would yeah. be like a solid seven for me. So okay, the last coffee we drank, the the Ethiopian, correct? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce I, that word. Thing, that word is th- crazy. That, that one from the coffee from the first episode. Yeah, from the first episode. I, like that to me, that's like an afternoon coffee. Like that's a cup I'll drink in the afternoon, oh, like 100%. after lunch, just hanging out, like you know, doing homework and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a morning coffee. Oh, 100 percent. I it's agree with that. Not be necessarily because it's like overbearingly bitter to like just snap you away. It's very strong. I think, I think that's kind of the reason. It's why. pretty strong. Its flavors are much more intense than the other one. The other one mm-hmm. like felt like notes, whereas this feels like flavors. Oh you know yeah, what I'm no, saying? I can. I, so I agree with that. And that the, it's just like that com- combination of a little bit of like the good kind of bitterness, those heavy flavors, and the fact that this does have a like a bit higher of a caffeine content than the other beans. This is like definitely a morning coffee to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'd I'd probably just on personal preference give it like a six out of ten. Okay, not a diss on the coffee. No, it's, it's just, just not a, my like, like I said, like like I said, this wouldn't be my first choice. Or like to put it in other like terms, like you said, like the first one would be like an afternoon coffee, and this would be like mm-hmm. definitely. A, let me put it to you this way: Let's say I had to like wake up super early in the morning, or I had to be up quick in the morning. This is the coffee I would drink. Yeah, I mean, right? it snapped me awake. If I could like gradually wake up and like enjoy my morning, I would drink the one from last week. That's okay. that's kind of how that's kind of how I see. Like the difference between the two. I mean, hey, from the first time I brewed this coffee, <laughs> a six out of ten for me is a six point improvement. That, that's like that's a high <laughs> that improvement. High improvement. Uh, okay, so we already kind of summarized our thoughts. So it, without personal opinion involved, the conspiracy itself, like what? What's the best way to sort of like we've just reviewed the coffee? Mm-hmm. Let's review the, the conspiracy, conspiracy very okay. briefly. Okay. Um. Again, on a scale of ten. Okay. I'd give this about a five or a six. Only because, so I took a philosophy class here on campus called, uh, ooh, I can't remember if it was, it was Critical and Logical Thinking with Dr. Gardner. Okay. One of the greatest classes I've ever taken. That's going to be quick. But I led a dis- class discussion on conspiracy theories because I think mm. there's such an interesting thing to talk about. And the conclusion that we came to, which is the conclusion I'm sharing with you, is the fact that, like, what if these conspiracy theories were actually true? Like, what would that mean for our society? So I look at, like, the moon landing, the Illuminati, lizard people. <laughs> That'd be, like, kind of like high key effective like if the moon landing was fake oh my gosh like that would completely shatter like half of the boomer generation (laughs) and like their confidence in america like i'm just being real like that that's i think that's what would happen so the reason i would grade this on like a five or six is because 
I go back to like, it's fun to talk about and you could definitely like do this in passing conversation, but like, this isn't like heavy hitting. Like if this were actually mm-hmm. true again, I go back to like, okay, that would just change certain facts of life, but it wouldn't really like impact everyone like um, immensely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you mean. Right. So what about you? So I think uh, I'm going to, I'm going to rate this, I think slightly differently than your rating okay, like, for years, but that's okay. That's, that's totally I'm going to, okay. I'm going to drop this at like a seven out of 10 for me. And okay. I think like entertainment level, this would be a 10 out of 10. Oh, but my problem, my problem with this conspiracy in terms of evidence, you've got like, uh, one reverse track that kind of maybe sort of sounds like what they're saying it does, and one that does, but it's pro- like more than likely just like, hey, what if we put this on a track? Right, like, like that was more of a prank than like an actual admission of guilt or admission of something bad happening, which is which is yeah. what I is what I would chalk it up to. But in terms of like overall evidence, entertainment, like like you said, like pull in the world, probably a six or seven from me. Yeah. Uh, well, this was a this was a really fun one to talk about. I, I liked I liked doing a conspiracy with like a foundation we could like actually do some research on because mm-hmm. the hypothetical was fun and I really enjoyed that. No, but I this agree. was a different kind of fun. You know? Oh, one hundred percent. Like this is to me, this is like we have to do a little bit more creative thinking, which is odd because with a hypothetical, you have to be really creative with the impacts and the premise and like how exactly that hypothetical situation would work. However, with this, it's funny because you have to creatively think you have to think creatively differently because mm-hmm. you have to like actually explore what would the real world effects be because this could actually be plausible, right? Like our whole DNA was a, a parasite thing. Like that's like on the scale would be like a 10. Like that's like highly impossible or highly improbable. Would you rather this is a little bit more probable. Mm-hmm. So we have to think of like, what would the actual effects be? We have to sit there and like make those like, I guess, quote unquote, hard calls or hard decisions. And if you really look into this and do some research, it did have a lot of effects. Like, it did. It, when it when it was really popular, I mean, it seems to, from my research, have seriously impacted the members of the Beatles' like everyday lives with mm-hmm. people pretty much like harassing them over that. This. And like again, and have you ever heard, if you've ever heard the saying like, uh, "There's no such thing as good or bad publicity. Publicity is publicity." Mm-hmm. That that's exactly what this was. Like the Beatles were already popular before this, but this just like made that took them to like a whole nother level. Honestly, to close off our thoughts on the conspiracy. What if it was just a really big publicity stunt? Like, that'd be genius. I'll be honest, honest hats off to the Beatles. Like, that'd hats be genius. off. Like, that is... But that's conspiracy of its own. It's 100%. 100%. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we are done taking up a lot of your time. Uh, we wanted to thank Derek and the radio station, uh, WKWC 90.3, uh, for letting us record this podcast and get it out to your ears for you to listen to our disconnected, incoherent, and... Uh, meaningless thoughts about Paul McCartney and whether or not he's alive or dead. Um, if you want to send us any ideas for conspiracies or hypotheticals to go over or coffee to try, uh, you can reach out to us through email. What's the best place for them to reach out? Uh, Panther radio at K, uh, kwc.edu. That is uh, Panther radio. So Panther and then radio. There's two R's in the middle. They don't share an R at kwc.edu. That's the station's email. Uh, make sure you put in the uh, topic, uh, coffee and conspiracies podcast idea or something along those lines. We'll know what you're talking about. At least Derek will know what we're talking about he'll save it for us and give us to it later but that's like the best way to reach out to us is through that email unless you know us personally then feel free to do it that way as well but again just to keep it official panther radio at kwc.edu thanks for tuning in and we would love to have you join us next time to talk about whatever crazy conspiracy or hypothetical we've been talking about then and also to hear about whatever sort of coffee we're going to try then i've got a couple more that i'm really excited to drink and and share with some people Uh, but remember the most important takeaway from this podcast this is a simulation Wake up, Neo. Keep following the white rabbit.